0: My name is Milan Mori, and welcome to our podcast, Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visioners, hustlers, and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless, and determined. We fight for love, profits, and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers, and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe and successfully coaching and speaking empire. Our stories, tips will show you that everything is possible. And this podcast includes all the best sales, marketing, relationship, personal growth and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world. Our motto is, my business is not my family. My family is my business. And we are here to show you how to have it all. Hello everybody, this is Warrior Family and I'm Similian Mori. You are all here my friends because you believe that we can all create and live the life worth living. But in order to do this we must do something about it. And my goal within this show is to bring you guests, uh, their habits, their belief systems, their hacks, their productivity hacks to become one of the best versions that you can become and live the life worth living. And today I have a special guest. I can call him a friend. I met him in 2014 at uh, Richard Branson Necker Island. His name is Dan Kushel. He is a husband, dad, serial entrepreneur, CEO of Breakthrough3x, and founder of GrowthToFreedom.com. He helps entrepreneurs, maybe just like you, grow and scale your sales and profits with unique sales and marketing systems so you can have bigger impact, reach and contribution. He has coached over 5,000 business owners from 10 different countries plus 180 and more niches. And he has built 11 plus companies since his first company in 1992. He has bought multiple companies and sold many of them and had clients like Joe Polish, Genius Network, Dean Graciosi, Growth Institute, and more. He has also been a regular media contributor, having been named one of the top podcasts in Forbes and one of the top influencers in Influencia. If you're looking to grow and scale your sales and profit with less stress, my friend Dan can help you. Welcome,
1: Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm in. so happy.
0: I'm so happy to see you again. Yes, we, we met in 2014 yes. on Richard Branson Naked Island.
1: Not Naked Island, but Necker no, 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 Naked. But we were
0: half naked. <laughs> yeah, we were right. half naked. Uh, that, we met that's there. a sight to see. Yeah, yeah. It like is. four years ago. You yes. thought it was already six years ago.
1: Time flies. Time, Time flies. flies. So we so did some parasailing yeah, together, yeah, right? Yeah. A lot
0: of fun. kite surfing. Kite, kite surfing. surfing. Yes. Did you manage to stand up on the board? For a moment. For a moment. <laughs> for a moment, and
1: then <laughs> Crash. I spent more time in the water than yeah, on the yeah, water. Yeah. So you That's have to
0: a, learn the skill.
1: Gotta learn the skill, yeah. like everything. Yeah, like right. everything.
0: So obviously you are very good at the business skills because I know you, you are very structured, and uh, you have all the systems in place. We will talk about the business, but let's start, please, something uh, with something that the Warrior Family is all about. Yes. Let's start with the family. Love okay? to. You have a daughter. Yeah. She's uh, 10 years old? She's 12 and my son is 10. 10. Yeah. So how is it like to be a father and business owner, entrepreneur? What is the hardest thing for you?
1: The hardest thing for me? So I will look at it from two perspectives Mm -hmm. million. At one point in my life, and we've talked about this a little bit before, right? I was building up some very successful companies, Mm -hmm. but my personal life wasn't in order. Mm And I was giving my family leftovers. I was giving my kids leftovers. You know, I was working a hundred hours a week, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking, oh, one day I'm gonna, I'm doing it for them, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we sometimes can get into excuse mode. I'm doing it for them. And yeah, justify, I'm doing it for them. And I had a health crisis that happened mm-hmm. and back it was in, a wake up call. Back in? Uh, this was about 12 years ago. Okay. And it was a few weeks actually after my son was born and I woke up with chest tightness, right? So imagine. Mm. You know, you got this very mm. successful business, 175 employees, you're 175. doing... 175. Yeah, big stuff, three offices, and you're making an impact, right? And then you wake up with chest tightness, and then you end up in a hospital, precautionary purposes, but then you end up on a gurney, all hell breaking loose, all these diodes being put on my body, and then I'm there four days, I have a procedure, and I had to sign off on a disclaimer that said I won an X chance of dying on the table, and I remember crying that night before the surgery thinking like what do i want to be for my family what do i want to be for me is this really what i want is this what entrepreneurship we get in entrepreneurship because we want to have freedom yeah but many times and we get freedom. handcuffed
2: yeah. yeah yeah
1: because we don't know how to put the right systems in. it was in that time for me that i ultimately smillion decided more of what i really wanted mm-hmm. right and then i also got to understand like what's important mm-hmm. versus most important. And for me, I decided in that, and there's all kinds of choices we can make, right? I decided for me that my family and my health were far more important mm-hmm. than the business
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that you could have both. You could have a great business and a great life, mm-hmm. but I shifted my, started to shift my focus on me
2: mm-hmm.
1: and my health and my family. Mm-hmm. And what came out of that for me, Smillion, I sold that I was blessed. I'm very blessed. Two years later, I sold the companies. Mostly because I got my systems in place around Mm -hmm. sales and marketing Mm
0: -hmm. so it was not dependent on you
1: not dependent on me And we got those systems, right? It really created asset value Right Mm -hmm. in the business and then I was able to sell it And then I was able to take some time off and I worked on my health and I've since lost 60 some pounds I spend more time with my wife my kids, right Mm -hmm. and today that life looks very different. I have mm-hmm. set times in my calendar for my mm-hmm. kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I schedule date nights every week with my wife. It's very rare in the last five years that I've missed wow. any date nights ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to coach my, kids, my son's football team mm-hmm. that he's really excited about mm-hmm. right now. My daughter, I get to attend most of her events, if not all of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I just feel whole today, right? I don't feel like I'm overstressed or overworked compared mm-hmm. to what I was mm-hmm. doing 100 yeah. hours a week before
0: you brought many topics you mentioned date nights yes which day in the week do you have date
1: nights with your wife thursday friday saturday uh-huh mostly every week really? so it's, i, I move from one date night
0: wow to, to now th-
1: up to 3 a week a week and it's simple things
0: what did you get out of this
1: what did i get out yeah. of this for what, me what, what
0: changed in the relationship
1: oh the connection yeah where we picked up more sex the second half of this uh, more sex i'd like to think so Better sex. (laughs) But you know, you can have sex, right? (coughs) Which is a hot topic, obviously, but not be connected. Mm -hmm. So I can say what shifted for me internally, I mean, we're kind of getting vulnerable a little bit here, is sex at some point in my life Mm -hmm. was just sex. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between intimacy and the act of sex, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's special when you can bring both together. Mm So I think like an example I'll give, one of the things my wife and I now do regularly, right? When it's cool enough, because we live in Phoenix, Arizona, Mm -hmm. gets a little hot in the summer. Mm -hmm. So we kind of take a break during the summer, Mm -hmm. but when it cools down, we take walks together Mm -hmm. and hold hands. And that intimacy is special. The time to, you know, we walk 30 minutes and like, you know, this isn't like a fancy date. It's not like having to do expensive, right? It's priceless which uh, our buddy Steve Sims that you know from Genius Network, right? Yeah. Steve, I believe, has a quote. He says, priceless mm-hmm. versus expensive. Mm-hmm. Look for those memorable moments. Mm-hmm. So for me, I will say my life has simplified a whole lot in the last handful of years. One of those th- simple things that I love to do is take walks with my wife, hold right. her hand, just have a conversation just simple. simple. And I'm healthier, I get to walk, right? Part of how I got mm-hmm. more fit. So incorporating things like walks with your wife, the opportunity to put those date nights and make them a priority, not leftovers. Mm -hmm. I would say our, and I'm not perfect, by the Mm -hmm. way, not perfect at all. Okay, yeah, but But that's something. But these are scheduled. For Mm -hmm. me, I kind of need some guardrails to to protect me from me. Yeah, it's
0: hard to find time if you don't make time. That's right. So this is the warrior family. It's all about the family. It's not about the business only. So I went on this journey because I wanted to meet people and to see what they are doing to have it all. Why we need something bad happen to us that we start to shift our thinking about why we are in the business? What is more important versus important? Why, why something like that with help must happen that we start to think, hmm, I have to change something well, or something else?
1: Yeah. It's a fascinating question, right? I would hope that your warrior family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as they're watching this or they're listening yeah. to this, yeah. that they don't have to go through that. They just kind mm-hmm. of pick up the habits and the rituals and start mm-hmm. using them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For me, the way I would describe it, Smeleon, I think God has a plan for us. I think Mm -hmm. God has, he tests us Mm -hmm. and God will tap us on the shoulder Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and see if we're paying attention. Mm -hmm. And if we're not paying attention over time, God will give us a little shove and a wake up call and see if we're paying attention. Then if we're not paying attention, it's my belief that God gets a big two by four or a telephone pole and really whacks us to get a real wake-up call, to really reshape the focus point, right? And I mean, there's all kinds of ways to be right, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, All kinds of paths to take to get to where we're going. I would say I've been historically a slow learner. I've kind of done it a little bit, I would say, the hard way. Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert by nature. Mm -hmm. You know, I have friends when they see me today, they're like, I can't believe you're doing what you're doing today, right? Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. A lot of these things have been these little wake-up calls Mm -hmm. and then honoring this gift we have called life to go out and seize the moment or whatever that might be. Right. And be our best self. Like my whole life today is around breakthroughs and growth and freedom and transformation. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't fit in there, I don't really have time for, it. I always want to be stretching. It's like you're, you're, I mean, the businesses you have, your couple businesses, your family, your two kids, the amazing part is, is that we can lead a life as an example. Like one of my favorite quotes is leadership is as leadership does don't listen to what people say watch what they do right and so for me today my family takes priority my health takes priority Mm -hmm. and and then the business stuff is just it's another gift to be able to contribute in the world
0: obviously clients hire you because they want to grow their business how much do you affect their personal life with your philosophy are you there just to put the systems in place so they can scale, grow and when they exit? Or do you tell them they have to change something in their family or personal life?
1: It's also another fascinating question. I believe that my leadership impacts them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't promote the other things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I come in for the very specific promise, which is we're going to mm-hmm. help you grow and scale your sales and your mm-hmm. profitability. And mm-hmm. you put unique systems, really the mm-hmm. sales system mm-hmm. in place. But I think by the way I lead my life, mm-hmm. and I open, I talk openly about what I'm doing, what I'm not mm-hmm. doing, give some insights. And I've mm-hmm. found that many of the clients we've worked with have been impacted in whether it's a small way,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And they may not even know that it came from the spark. Mm-hmm. It's like a spark or a catalyst. You know, there's that old saying, you know, in your world, the direct sales world, people get in for the money, they stay for the feeling, right? Yeah. And the reality is, is that if you can give them the outcome and the breakthrough and the transformation and the experience they bought, the other experience are strategic byproducts mm-hmm. that many times be are more valuable than the actual mm-hmm. breakthrough that you're promising.
0: You work with many, many entrepreneurs. Do you see that their personal life is affecting business life? Like yeah, oh, yeah. if they have problems in personal life, family, relationship, kids? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think as I've met a lot of entrepreneurs Absolutely. Thousands Thousands, now over the years. And, you know, I don't want to call the kettle by again. I don't have a perfect life. I've been through (laughs) bankruptcy. I've been through divorce, Mm -hmm. right? I've done it wrong. I've made my mistakes. I'll make more. (laughs) Hey, we will. It's just, it's part of life. Entrepreneurs are wired different. Mm -hmm. They're the visionary. They're the black sheep. They're the, Mm -hmm. they break the status quo. And because of that being wired different, we see things different, Mm -hmm. right? And. We also like new things, (laughs) it's our gift and our curse. We like new things. So in a relationship, we have to, I think the best way I would describe it, when and if an entrepreneur truly commits Mm -hmm. to take a piece of that genius that we have as entrepreneurs, as you have, as you're listening in the Warrior family, that you have a piece of it and take that same energy and that genius and put it into our family life that we do our Mm -hmm. business, It becomes very simple Mm -hmm. right becomes very simple you know mental physical social spiritual emotional financial Mm -hmm. it's much simpler than we've been led to believe it's not easy yeah but it's simple by just taking this approach of taking that energy and juice that we have as this creator this visionary this entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and putting it into our family time the other stuff takes care of itself
0: you mentioned you got divorced Yes. How many years you were in the relationship? before? Eight years. Eight Eight years
1: years. married and many years. So what did you do wrong? I was a workaholic, Mm -hmm. you know, suffer from a respectable addiction, workaholism, which Joe Polish says that regularly, the respectable addiction. Mm -hmm. I gave my wife and I was starting to give my kids leftovers. Mm -hmm. I gave the business priority, the high flying Mm -hmm. adventure type that entrepreneurs are known for. I, I lived in that space. And not that I don't honor that today, I just do it different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I found a way to have some guardrails to protect me from me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And with genius comes also some other factors, the gift and the curse. Mm -hmm. So I think it it was a factor of those many things. And then the other part was, is not really being in communication, Mm -hmm. right? You know, it's one thing to be with somebody. It's another thing to be in communication. And I think if I had to look back and go, what was a trigger of the mistake? It wasn't really paying attention to being in communication with each other.
0: Do you have trouble reaching your goals? I have a surprise for you. Download my free ebook, Goal Setting for Warriors at www.warriorfamily.com and you will know how to set, plan, and reach even your biggest goals. Let's go back to the day you get a son Mm. and then next moment you wake up in the hospital, in the bed. What do you think? Like, Is this it? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I cried for the night and I wrote what I thought was going to be my last will Mm. to my family. And uh, it was multiple pages. I was sobbing, uncertainty, fear, broken heart. What did I do this for? It was really a time to reflect and i went through you know there's the book victor frankel man's search for meaning there's a process people go through and loss you know mm-hmm. denial anger bargaining depression anxiety and then response and i think in the few days that i was in that experience of being in the hospital and then being told i needed the surgery and then signing this disclaimer and then preparing for the surgery writing this will I think I went through all of those <laughs> steps through the evening because then I also remember saying to myself, I don't know if anybody's been there or you've been there, but you know, I pleaded to God to give me a shot.
0: Another opportunity. Another also.
1: opportunity. God it wasn't uncertainty at that moment that I recall, right? You know, some of this could be revisionist history mm-hmm. to some degree. But I, I remember pleading to God and going, God, when I come out of this, I commit to doing it different this time around. I'm not gonna let this temple called our body, this gift, go to waste. I'm not gonna let the time with my kids. I'm not gonna be one of those dads that when their kids are in their 20s and they ask their kids, what was your dad like? Mm-hmm. I mean, that fear for me was a huge motivator. I looked at that in the eyes, face to face. Uncertain to some degree, but I made a choice, I remember, in that hospital room, that when I came out, I wasn't gonna be that dad when the kids were asked, what was your dad like? Oh, my, our dad was awesome but he was never around. He was always working. We had a great life, but he was never there for me. I chose to do it different, which Mm is then why I chose to sell the companies and then really reshape the way I'm building business Mm -hmm. and working with entrepreneurs to build a business where it's less time, more with less. I mean, when do we usually study for a final exam? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, it's at the end, the last, we get 80% of the value in the last 20%. Well, what if you could create a life where you could compress time frames Mm -hmm. to have that kind of intensity and focus, right? Mm -hmm. What it can do if it's done correctly and working together, Mm -hmm. we help you free up. We help you give it that space.
0: You mentioned something that I would recommend to every warrior that last letter. You were Mm -hmm. in the hospital writing the last letter to your son, to your family. I encourage you go go and do it. Mm -hmm. Just pretend for 20 minutes that that is it next minute you're gone and what would you say to your kids so do you remember do you still keep this last letter
1: my uh, ex-wife has it yeah yeah i had uh, you know i was putting financial affairs i did, was did putting, you show it to your son all right they were too young at that time he was just born
0: what about now
1: i i'm not sure if his mom mm-hmm. has actually showed it to him you know it was uh you know some of the wishes that i'd had for them mhm it was financial affairs in there
0: What yeah. did you write that uh, personally did you, um, did you give him some advice, some words of encouragement?
1: I believe that you know the things that I shared is that I'd like the values of our family mm-hmm. to be maintained. You know, we we have this acronym; it's called uh, Champion, C H A M P I O N, right? And you know, in many ways that's what my whole life and business now is. It's really about building and creating mm-hmm. a a champion mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and then a champion within, and then helping mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the champion acronym, Smillion, is C is commitment. Everything starts with that first C, the commitment, right? Which also takes a couple other Cs, confidence and courage. Courage. To really own it. Mm -hmm. So commitment. And the second, the H is a higher purpose, right? Mm -hmm. For me, that higher purpose was family and health, right? Because you're watching or listening. Mm -hmm. What is your higher purpose? Then the A is being an action taker. Right. You can get all kinds of knowledge and get all kinds of (laughs) ideas and get inspired. But what really makes the difference is taking action with those ideas. Mm -hmm. Right. The M was commit to mastery. And another M that helps you get to mastery faster is mentoring.
0: Mm. You have to have a mentor.
1: Have a mentor. P is purpose. Living on purpose. Right. With Mm -hmm. meaning. What is that for you? The I is invest in yourself. Right. Mm Most people aren't willing to invest in them. Most people don't see themselves as a good investment. And if we're not willing to invest in our own growth and our own Mm -hmm. development, why Mm -hmm. would anyone else, right? Invest in ourselves. The O is being an opportunity seeker. Anybody can find fault and stuff, right? But finding the silver lining, being an opportunity seeker and then the N was never quit on Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So we've had these core values since I can can remember even before I had kids. Mm And I I seem to recall that I wanted those values continued to be shared Mm -hmm. with the kids. You know, the greatest joy I get today, Smillion, is, you know, like if you were to meet my kids, which you will, I'm sure, at some point. Absolutely. uh, And you ask my daughters, what are the Cushel values? They'd go, champion, choose health, action, mastery, purpose, invest in yourself, opportunity seeker, never quit. Uh, You know, if you asked them, what are the two skills you need to to learn of all the skills? Mm -hmm. They'd go, sales. And marketing
2: marketing
1: <laughs> and then if you asked, you know what is sales they'd go uh, sales is uh, influence what is marketing storytelling uh-huh. right so i've do, done my best smillion mm-hmm. to lay a foundation now mm-hmm. they're going to be independent mm-hmm. like my dream as a kid was to play pro baseball and i would love it had my son loved baseball mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i love mm-hmm. baseball mm-hmm. and still love baseball but his thing right now is football okay so i'm supporting him in that yeah. and i'll pull He's going to push my daughter, same way with her dance and her art. Mm -hmm. I'll pull I'll push, but the values of the infrastructure, the foundation, when you have a good foundation, I want them to be independent. Mm -hmm. I want them to be confident kids. And again, how does this translate to business? If you can do this at home, I think you can do it better in business. Mm -hmm. If you can't do it at home, then it means you got a leak in the wall. You can still the boat will float with a leak over time though, that leak going back to my divorce, the leak. In the beginning, I managed it. I got through it because we're warriors. That's what we do mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs. Yeah. We're warriors, but that leak got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then suddenly, the boat sank. and I know what you're committed to is helping your warrior family mm-hmm. you know make sure a to identify what are the leaks. yeah and also how to keep it from getting bigger mm-hmm. and more importantly, how to just have a great boat that can go fast.
0: Wow, so you teach your kids entrepreneurship
1: yes the fundamentals yeah. you know whether they'll be entrepreneurs yeah. my daughter seems to be taking a, a liking mm-hmm. to entrepreneurship she's gotten in trouble in school yeah why for selling you know, different <laughs> things at school
0: really this you is know, like
1: trouble. uh she has this slime slime had become yeah. popular these uh, twirly things i forget what they're called so she has had the Principal, I guess, or whatever they call it, the vice president of the school, pull her aside and say, "Hey, you can't sell to students." Well, I had I
0: had Mike Dillard, the self-made man founder, uh, on my show, and he told me that their kids are going to the entrepreneurship school where they, at age seven, six, five, eight, they learn the skills of entrepreneurship and they have to go out and sell. That's great. <laughs> so you see, different. It's not allowed to sell, and then how can you sell when you are a little bit older?
1: Right. Wow. So, to speak to that, one of the cool things that we do with our kids is, uh, you know, a lot of families have yeah, yeah. a way to pay their kids, like allowance, right? I had allowance mm-hmm. when I was a kid. We do it a little bit different, right? And I think it instills the, the values you're talking mm-hmm. about entrepreneurship. How can you instill these values of your kids with yeah. entrepreneurship? Yeah. So, what we have our kids do, they have to contribute to the household, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping it clean and doing different things, almost like chores. But to actually, they don't get an allowance for that. Yeah. What they have to do is they have to write up essentially a sales letter to sell us on like what did they do that month Uh in value contribution Uh right because like if you ask my kids and say hey how do you make money they'd go value creation and helping create transformation so we have them put together a letter explaining in the month what did they do for value creation and what was the benefit like save time save money Mm -hmm. right benefits not features Mm-hmm. right so they're writing a letter and then we have them do a presentation no yes i have them wow, do a wow listen
0: man <laughs> it's getting hot we will talk about the business <laughs> yeah don't worry
1: so those are a couple of fun things that we do to instill those so
0: values. like how can they create value well like things like cleaning, cleaning the their family. room yeah uh-huh.
1: uh, in the house cutting the grass uh-huh. you know they help me with certain business things uh-huh. you know packing up stuff and yeah. shipping it out so they can add all of that up in a month to itemize. It could be cleaning the bathroom, right? It could be mopping the floors. So they just listed in like, what mm-hmm. did it do for us? Like, well, how did it help my wife and I? And so getting them to think about how does this help others? How does mm-hmm. this contribute, add value? Mm-hmm. So all kinds of things, but you know, those are the... Wow, you're chorus. sharing a lot
0: from the personal family life. It is going to help our listeners. I'm taking notes. Too, <laughs> <later>. don't worry. <laughs> I will take notes. Let's talk about the business, your first business venture. How did you get into the business? Introvert?
1: Yeah, so uh, you my... also
0: started with uh, network marketing.
1: Technically, yes, Technically. when I was 17. Wow, yeah. I remember being introduced <sighs> to uh, a guy named Marshall. so mm-hmm. during the summers, you know, I had had some entrepreneurial things, paper yeah. routes and some things like that. I don't count those as my first yeah, business, yeah, like yeah, some, yeah. Of, some others do. What happened is my sister got me a job mm-hmm. with a direct marketing company while I was in college. So this would have been when I was like 17, or 17, 18. And I got so fascinated, Smillion, by direct response marketing. Why? Because this is all the way back in the 80s, Yeah. right? And you could take messages and put them on paper, direct mail, put a postage stamp, send it out, and people would respond and buy your stuff. Like it fascinated me, like the psychology of that. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, the company that we worked with was also doing radio and mm-hmm. le- doing TV. So I got to learn all of these skills mm-hmm. 17 years old. Amazing opportunity. So as I look back on it and yeah, go, how blessed was I? Yeah. Right. But I got so excited about what I was learning, I started taking deep dive into more learning. I got introduced to Tony Robbins and met Tony all the way back then before he was the Tony Tony of the today, (laughs) right? Uh, uh. I I got a chance to start studying Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins. And if you don't know these names, no big big deal. I'm sure Smillion can introduce you to some of them or put some notes down below. But I took a real deep dive to learn. And it was really for me about behavior and psychology. Mm -hmm. Like I just, amazing. But I learned all these different pieces. Now, one of the people that worked there was a guy named Marshall. And Marshall was an expert at lists for direct mail. Yeah. And he kind of took me under his wing. He took a liking to me. And so he introduced me to this networking company when I was 17. Yeah. And I remember going, and then I somehow got networked in with like the top, top people. And I met the key person in the area at that time who was the highest level, or whatever. And I remember going to his house. Now, I grew up poor my family we went through a lot of stuff my dad worked in the auto industry as a blue collar work got laid off about seven or eight times tried some businesses they failed miserably uh, my dad tried to make things but just it didn't mm. connect and so we i remember standing in a welfare line right having to buy groceries and being laughed at i mean it was and i didn't want that i wanted a different way to go about things and i thought because of what my dad, if you work for a big company, this is what that means, poverty, basically. I don't want that, right? Always hand to mouth. We had electricity cut off regularly, right? It's no way to raise a kid, raise kid. The thing we had, we had a lot of love. I knew that. My dad created safety in our home. We had that. But when I worked in this direct response marketing company, Smillion, for me, it was a way out. And I got introduced by Marshall to this networking. And I went to the head person's house yeah, this multi-million dollar house, and just seeing the decadence and the, the luxury. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can, I can get this? I can do this? I can go build something? And so I got fascinated, and so I, I, a deeper dive. I wanted to learn how to sell. I wanted to learn how to present in front of the room. Fast forward a few years, 1992, I started my very first company, and we would consult for health clubs. And so if you are a health club owner, so, think all the way back to 1992, very different than it is today <laughs> with the internet. But the same core fundamentals of business are Still true. Nice. Come up with an irresistible offer, right? Yeah. Do good business, add value, mm-hmm. and share that with others, which is what we did. So, we'd go to health club, if you were a health club, and well, we'd come to you and go, Smillion, if we could generate, I don't know, a couple hundred extra new clients for you. And it'd be no risk to you at all. Our company will take the risk. We'll run direct mail and pay for it. We'll run TV and we'll pay for it. And we'll run radio and we'll pay for it. And then when we make money together, we'll split the profits. Would you be open to that? Why not? We had that, that's the response we got. And what we did is we had a mechanism where we could, you know, the old adage, you know, if you feed a man a fish, mm-hmm. right? You feed him for a day, you teach him how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime, right? We fed a fish, but the real program we had was our sales training Mm -hmm. where we would train the company on how to grow their team so they could sell. We had an assessment. I built an assessment all the way back in 1992. I hired a programmer from Apple who had cashed in his stock. His name was Cyrus. He built a custom program. So if you were the owner and your staff, you would take this assessment and it would identify your strengths in seven key areas of selling or influence give you the report and then during the time that we worked with you for that 9 to 12 weeks, we would be training you and then on the other side it would be before and after yeah. and you could see the progress. And then we'd leave the club with a training system, mm-hmm. right? And we were able to do that all over the country. And then, you know, I was young, I was 22. I did it with a business partner. We didn't have contracts, I didn't. And so long and the short, I got to other learn the other side. You can't just have passion right you need some solid fundamentals Mm. and you need to understand you know some of the downside of business Mm -hmm. and unfortunately my partner decided he liked our bank account a little bit more than me at one time and he emptied it i had to start (laughs) it all over again (laughs) from scratch right and so anyway now fast forward here you know many years 20 some years as as of the time we're doing this i've had 11 companies a few successes you know seven and eight figures you know, multiple. Mm-hmm. I had a few I had to bury in the backyard. They yeah, were okay. right, and, uh, and a lot of great, amazing people I've met along the way.
0: We met at the, at the Necker Island. You used to work for uh, a Joe Polish, Genius uh, yes. Network. So what did you do there to help him grow three to four times?
1: You know, the short version is, I mean, Joe was already successful, Absolutely, right? Yeah. Before I yeah. came into that role. Now, there's kind of a story of how I even got to where people ask, yeah. you know, how yeah. is it you got to meet all these great people? Mm-hmm. And how is it you, like, yeah. Joe brought your company or you in to help him grow? Yeah. So the short version is, is Joe started his genius. First, first is, is Joe bought a program of mine back in like 2002. Yeah. And it was so it, it started our relationship, yeah. right? Joe's always been willing to invest in himself, mm-hmm. right? So he invested in my program. That was my introduction to Joe Polish. And then he stayed in touch with me, right? And you know Joe pretty well. Yeah. He stays in touch and he did mm-hmm. for years. And then he said, hey, I'm starting this program. It's gonna be $25,000 a year. And it wasn't called Genius Network at that uh-huh. time. It was called something else, something but it was 25 grand a year. Yeah. And would you like to be a part of it? So I was the third member in that group wow. when he started it in 2006.
0: Who was the first?
1: I believe it was Robin Robbins, uh-huh. Robin Robbins. She was the one who gave yeah. Joe the idea yeah. for the yeah. program. And so uh, I enrolled and then I started introducing some of my other clients and partners to Joe and he appreciated it. But I stayed in that group for five years while mm-hmm. I was building my companies and I had a coaching company, right? There's a lot of coaches, consultants, publishers, mm-hmm. you know, authors. They're wanting to build a business, right? And that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I had those business, I started building. I was in Genius Network and I was in the group for about five or six years while I built these companies, and then I built up the companies to 175 employees, right? And then I had the experience I told you about, I sold the companies, and then I took two years off from Genius Network. But Joe stayed in touch with me, because he's a relationship person, Mm -hmm. right? And I stayed in touch with him. And then I came back into the group after the two-year break of after selling my companies, I was in one of the meetings, Mm -hmm. and one of the members, Richard Rossi, who's an amazing business person who you've probably met, And Richard was like, what are you doing now? I'm like, well, I'm just working on my health, I'm being a dad, and I'm doing only fun independent projects with cool people. And he goes, would you ever think about working with Joe? I didn't know Joe needed any help. (laughs) So he connected us, and then Joe and I had about a four to six month Mm -hmm. conversation to see if we could actually work together, Mm -hmm. right? The more I saw of Joe's business, I was like, I can help you, right? So many untapped assets, all businesses have untapped assets, right? And so long and the short of it, it we, we started working together, Smillion. And uh, he brought us in, we ended up being there for over five years and we yep. helped Joe really build a sales and marketing machine, right? Most of his business, like a lot of, and it was a great business, again, very profitable, would have been successful without me. But we took these other assets and created more of an automated way to build and grow, mm-hmm. right? The year before I got there, he had like 37 candidates for his genius network mm-hmm. for the year which also meant he was the one doing a lot of the sales. He was the one having yeah. to hustle and shake the trees to get the apples to fall out. He was the one having to do a lot of stuff as it relates to sales. And we came in and built a system. Mm-hmm. And when it was you know, just a couple years in, we built it where he was getting over a hundred applicants a month. Wow. And then the company went through hockey stick growth. It grew from 60 some members to over 200 members. The annual event that he hosts now since that model was put in, now yep. sells out every year. It's got an overflow room or a lounge, right? You know because they can't put everybody in the main main yep. venue. And and these are premium programs like ten thousand dollars, twenty five thousand, mm-hmm. and now he has a hundred thousand dollar program, right? That people are happy to pay because of Joe being who Joe is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we came in. So the short version is we put a sales and marketing machine. Mm-hmm. In place to help him create that predictable leads, predictable sales, without it being reliant on him, his hurt, hustle, right, his energy, his having to oversee it all, right, and uh, and it was a lot of fun. No, that was the main thing. There are a lot of other things like we talked about,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: for his team that I had brought in and helping them, you know, run some things. But the main core part is what we're. Our superpower is helping build that sales and marketing machine.
0: So this is basically now uh, what you teach others in the Growth to freedom.com system
1: with Breakthrough 3x. Uh-huh. Breakthrough that's our main X. business uh-huh. system. Growth to uh-huh. Freedom is our publishing okay. platform, Lab- right? Okay. And so uh, Breakthrough mm-hmm. X, you know, we help small business owners mm-hmm. and entrepreneurs grow and scale with mm-hmm. a unique sales and marketing system.
0: Where do you meet them at 100k level higher?
1: Oh, good, good question. <clears throat> we have two pro- main mm-hmm. programs. Um, well, three really, mm-hmm. one is free. Mm-hmm. So okay. for somebody that's kind of new and just a, you know, more in the startup phase yeah. and wanting to learn something, that's what Growth to Freedom is really for in many ways. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For that age, I've had many people, in fact, I was just here at a conference that we're here together yeah. at, had yeah. many people came out. I got more out of your podcast than many multi-thousand dollar programs I've I have bought. I'm so humbling hearing that. and I've, mm-hmm. That's why we built it. Yeah. And, and we want to yeah. continue to do that. Yeah. Then we have a program that's geared for companies at a million or higher per year Mm -hmm. right and that's more of like what i'll just call a private client like an advisor Mm -hmm. we do some implementation and then we have another program for those companies under a million a year right where we work with them side by side to basically create a client infusion system Mm -hmm. it's in a small group of 14 people so you've got peer masterminding you've got me and our team helping you coach you once a week live right? Mm-hmm. Then we review your stuff and we give feedback on it. So it's, it's almost like one-on-one coaching but in a small group, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's, we're getting a lot of breakthroughs through, through that program. So those are the two main plus the free.
0: Who are your clients? What niches? Different?
1: They're different. Like we're really real. We find my sweet spot. I find that I'm re, we're really in a sweet spot with coaches, consultants, mm-hmm. influencers, advisors, mm-hmm. authors who are really not or podcasters who are not really leveraging yeah, that business model or maybe they're stuck where they feel like, God, I got this great, I want to know how to monetize it, mm-hmm. right? It was mm-hmm. a popular word. It's a little technical for me, monetize, right? Monetize. They want to make more money with their, mm-hmm. their content. We're really good in that area, but you know, some of our clients right now, we work with a stem cell company. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fascinating technology to me, STEM cells. I mean, it's one of the biggest breakthroughs. It's either going to be one of the biggest breakthroughs or the government's going to, <laughs> going to have its, its day with it, right? But it's amazing to work with a client like uh, STEM. Uh, we've got another big client that's a healing business, mm. right? Irem runs a business where she's got a whole platform of healers that essentially she's like Oprah in that space. And she brings them on her platform and can introduce them and open doors to thousands of people every week. Right? And do a lot of incredible sales. Uh, we've got others in, like we work, another big client is an HVAC. But so, so long in the short, we've worked with a lot of different people in a lot of different industries and have a lot of fun. And uh, we have an audit process that we go through to even assess, you know, could we be a right fit? And if we're not a right fit, the other byproduct working with, you know, someone like you, you this is your community warrior. I mean, you're one of the most connected human beings around that if they're not a fit for you, yeah. similar with me. They're not a fit for me. I can introduce them to others. Mm-hmm. They will be a good fit mm-hmm.
0: for. What are some of the challenges that entrepreneurs face when they want to scale their business?
1: Getting out of the way.
0: Oh, wow. Letting go. Letting go? Yeah. And delegating. Firing. That's part of
1: it. Yeah. It's when I say getting out of the way, what got us from the beginning mm-hmm. to, say, the first million or so, we can do on our own charm and our hustle and our grind and making it happen. Yeah, yeah. We can't. So to then move away from that, to put a system in place that that system becomes more valuable, we really create an asset at that point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For a lot of entrepreneurs, is not easy to do because they still want to have a lot of involvement. And you still can't, mm-hmm. right? But I would say... From my experience, letting go and getting out of the way is the, the number one challenge for all. I, and it's a challenge for me, by the way. Like, I'm Kettle.
0: Getting out of way. And I'm calling Kettle Black.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I have the same problem. So that's why I think I understand that the entrepreneur that's under 20 million a year so well is because I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. Right? I am that entrepreneur. So I can help guide through it. And I've done it, you know, multiple times.
0: What are some of the key strategic activities that every entrepreneur should spend on? is precious time
1: precious time so that's a great we can uh, get too busy we, we can get, to get too busy so there's to-do list. It's, a de- it's a deep rabbit hole but i'll take a couple different angles than most would so rather than talk about strategic things activities i'll talk about two things mm-hmm. as you grow your business what happens as an entrepreneur you're a creative visionary right you're an innovator yeah. you can make things up and make it happen in one day in one day in one minute like yeah. right yeah amazing creativity the problem with that is that you can take a level five idea and you can turn it into a seven you can take a level one idea and turn it into a five Mm -hmm. but what if you were to spend your time on level seven plus ideas so the key is is not the to-do list Mm -hmm. it's the not to-do list and it's distinguishing and this is a framework i learned actually from joe that i really love and just Mm -hmm. have adopted It's distinguishing between a gold coin, a silver coin, and a bronze coin. Mm -hmm. That's the focus of a great entrepreneur, and that's where having other advisors, right, having other counsel, is so critically important to help us see the blind spots, connect the dots, Mm -hmm. to see things we don't see, right? Having that previous experience. So, so I'd say it's focusing on the gold coins. It's the not to do list. And honoring that by the, because as a creative visionary, I can tell you, pet peeve, right? Yeah. As a visionary entrepreneur type, I don't like ideas not getting leveraged. You're an idea machine. Yes. Chances are, if you're watching or listening, you're an idea machine. Yeah. You're an idea merchant. You don't like those ideas sitting there doing nothing. So you have to have a place for them. Yeah. So another good process, you know, speaking of your miracle journal that you have, mm-hmm. and I, I know you've shared with your warrior mm-hmm. family, itemizing, like, okay, here's my to do list. Literally listing, here's the not-to-do list, these are no's, but then having a not-now list, taking those ideas and putting them somewhere that you capture them, so critically valuable. That's where the journaling process comes very helpful. Another thing, going back to your question, strategic activities. What, what I find today, million, there's so much technology, right? And technology's supposed to save us time. How's that working no. <laughs> for most? Overwhelming oh, me. Yeah, everybody, right? Yeah. So, Focus on strategy far more than tactics. Mm-hmm. That's what entrepreneurs struggle with. Cause again, we're, we okay. like the shiny new object and yeah. the shiny new thing that theoretically might save us time, but slow it down mm-hmm. and focus on the overarching strategy. Think about how does this fit into my strategy more than this tactic, that's going to give me that instant result. You know, a good way to think about that. I was asked just a little bit earlier, like, why am I, why do I even have a podcast? And I shared, you know, Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach, yeah. he asked an I'm, amazing I'm question.
0: i part of his program, I think, for five, six yeah. years.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty close to the same. And, mm. and I took a break. And uh, Dan has this great idea around what is it that would fascinate and motivate you for the next 25 years? That's the question. It's a key question. I don't think entrepreneurs have been trained to ask that no. question. No. We get caught in the day-to-day, the shiny new object. But if we take that step back and give ourselves space and we ask, mm-hmm. is this thing I'm considering going to fascinate and motivate me for the next 25 years or the business? That'll help people identify the difference between tactics, strategies, and, focus, and, shiny, and, object. and a shiny, shiny object.
0: Let give me some advice. How would you monetize this show? There are many people watching now. They're thinking about starting their own shows, whether it's podcast, YouTube, whatever they don't have the idea how to monetize. Warrior Productivity Strategies is a free ebook you can download at www.warriorfamily.com. It will help you be productive, focused, and motivated. You will achieve great success in a short amount
1: of time. So, number one, When you have a show like this, just like I have a show version of this.
0: Growth to freedom.
1: Growth to freedom. The listeners, the downloads, the likes, the shares. You
0: cannot pay bills. You
1: can't pay bills with that. You can't cash that. So you've got to move people from the platform to we'll call it connection points as a Mm -hmm. first step. Mm -hmm. Simple way to describe it. Build your list. Mm -hmm. Now, don't confuse building a list of likes and shares and friends, right? on a a channel like YouTube or Facebook or any of them as your list. It's not, it's their list. So how do you move them to your list? Mm -hmm. So get the very first step is to get them on your list as an email subscriber so that you have Mm -hmm. the ability to cultivate that relationship. So the number one way would be to get them on your list. Mm -hmm. Then from there, every entrepreneur is going to be a little bit different, but from there it's then being able to make offers. Mm -hmm. So the step one, get them on your list. Step two, it's make, make off. offers, mm-hmm. yeah. Short. Simple.
0: Any productivity hacks that you use that saves you time or?
1: Journaling, journaling. it's a huge one. He- journaling, you know, what, what I'm working on, what I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. A couple of, I mean, I could give some technology yeah, hacks yeah, that are yeah. part of the productivity hacks, but like I w- have this psychology, it's called the breakthrough bookend process, mm-hmm. right? What is this? And it's how to structure your day, right? If you think about your day, like what is it that really fuels you as a human being, mm-hmm. right? And everybody's gonna be different. So I'm gonna give you like what I do in my day, but that may not serve you. Yours may be different. Yeah. But think if what if you could bookend your day and you could fill your soul in the beginning of the day and in the end of the day, and everything in the middle was just like cherry on the ice cream, mm-hmm. right? Cherry on the sundae. And so that's what this really represents. It's Can for you me, explain
0: it on your... Uh...
1: Yes. Yeah, so. So when I wake up in the morning, most days I wake up between 5 and 5.30. And for me, what I do, because it's a fuel for me, is I get up and exercise. Mm -hmm. And usually that's a 30 to 60 minute workout. And I rotate between cardio and circuit training, which is good for me and what I feel from it. While I'm typically either watching a a show, Mm -hmm. a how-to program, or listening to podcasts. So I'm filling my learning soul and I'm... coming from learning, which is growth is like my number one value as a human mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. growth. Mm-hmm. And also I'm growing my body, right? To be stronger, better, mm-hmm. faster than who I was yesterday, right? Then once I get done with the exercise, I typically will journal and I'm writing things. You, you had Alex Sharfin on your yeah, show and yeah. he has two, a couple questions that I really love. That's part of my mm-hmm. journaling pretty regularly. And I ask different questions mm-hmm. daily. So not to get yeah. Burn out on being mundane, but a couple of his questions I really love, and I know you had them on So I'm going to point, repoint yeah, those yeah, out. Yeah, if you yeah, haven't yeah. seen Alex's show, make sure you yeah. do. But one of them is, "What is my intention today?" Right? And then another is, "What did I, what was I frustrated with yesterday?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which most people don't do, and that's why I love that question. Yeah, those yeah. That were so positive, yeah, we, we optimistic. That's right. So instead of suppressing it. This is vulnerably bringing it up and, and identifying it, labeling mm-hmm. it. And then I go one step further, which is what did I learn from it? And what can I do about it today? So I don't just leave it open-ended yes. that I put the frustration out there, right? I put what can I do about it Yeah, <laughs> is that next level. So those, those are a couple of few other questions that we asked. So that's the front of my day. It's exercise, it's journaling, meditation. Mm-hmm. So imagine starting, if that's your thing, right? You have to identify if, and for you, it might, it could be taking a walk. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, opening the newspaper. Yeah. If that's your mm-hmm. thing, yeah. it could be that mental space to get in your place, right? You know, ideally it's building your mental, physical, social, spiritual, emotional, and financial strength on that front end of the bookend. But if it's other mm-hmm. things, that's fine. It's for you. You decide what, what's right for you. Then the end of the day is a family ritual. Mm-hmm. And what we like to do at dinner is we like to get into conversation and, again, not using exactly the same questions every single day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but to be able to do this regularly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are you grateful for right now? Mm-hmm. Like It's the number one question I ask my kids almost every mm-hmm. day. And they, they hear mine too. What are you most grateful for mm-hmm. today?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are you happy about today? Mm-hmm. What did you do well today? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I really have that because I felt like as a kid, I, I beat myself up Mm -hmm. still today. I deal with that struggle of beating myself. I could do amazing things, but I'm still beating myself up, judging myself and Mm -hmm. hiding out, not showing up fully at times, I mean, just being vulnerable. Right? So this question for me helped open my heart, right? And my kid's heart. And I think it's healthy. We ask questions like, well, Hey, what mistakes did you make today? Hmm. instead of hiding from those mistakes, yes. right? You know, you think about you your kids, learn, yeah. right? Asking your kid, hey, what mistakes did you, and make it okay that they made, oh, I got a D on a test. I don't want to hear it, yeah. but I want to hear it mm-hmm. as a parent. I don't want them to be afraid yeah. to tell me yeah. that they had a struggle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to shame them because they had a struggle. Oh, really? Well, what what has to happen to fix it? Mm-hmm. Then the follow-up question for them first, before we get into any counsel, is what'd you learn from it? Mm -hmm. What can you do better? So those five questions or so, six, I think maybe six, Mm -hmm. on the book end of the day, at the end of the day, are critical. I ask those of my wife, she asks them of me, Mm -hmm. I ask them of my kids. Another thing that I do, and again, everybody's beliefs are different, but for our family, I pray with my kids at night. Mm -hmm. So I start with this exercise of questions and then I'll ask my son, do you want to pray tonight? Now 99% of the time, my son says yes. So we do the Lord's Prayer and then we pray over each other. And it's incredible. The spiritual nurturing is powerful. When I ask my daughter at this time in her life, being transparent, she's about Mm 50-50. And even if she says she doesn't want to pray, we still pray. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because as her parent and leader of the family and CEO of the Mm -hmm. family, it's my responsibility to help nurture her soul even if she Mm -hmm. isn't ready. Mm but I don't have her do the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. I just do a prayer over her,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which I can just see her release and mm-hmm. peace, right? At 12 with this, mm-hmm. she's kind of gotten into a little bit of a rebellion, which is fine. Cause I hear that most girls at this age go through that. Mm-hmm. So rather than fighting, I'm looking to embrace, how do we embrace it? So th- those are a couple of our bookends. So imagine, so for me, these are things that I've consciously decided time. that they fuel me.
0: How you start and how
1: you finish. How do you, you finish? And everything in the middle? Could be great. Could be sloppy. Yeah. It could be crappy. Yeah. You, get, you can get in troubles
0: <laughs> in the
1: middle. Uh, yeah. We get in trouble in the middle.
0: Wow. Some great things. Go back and take notes, please. <laughs> <laughs> really. I will implement a lot of things from, the, from your life. Let's go back a little bit to your childhood. Can you share some challenge, personal challenge that you had as a kid?
1: I was bullied a lot mm-hmm. as a kid. Which, I uh, always small as a kid, so for me, sports were the outlet. Mm-hmm. I was introverted, very self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we grew up in a poor family, so I really struggled with self-esteem,
2: mm-hmm.
1: confidence. I can remember times, you know, if you can picture a local neighborhood in the inner city and having your bike as a kid. Mm-hmm. There were times I was so self-conscious and fearful of being bullied that... You know, I would take a different path in my home through the back that would reroute me, like, you know, hundreds of extra feet just to try to avoid being seen by what I perceive to be uncomfortable situations in the neighborhood. And, you know, part of these things shape me. And, you know, not only that, you know, I, I get asked, you know, why are you doing what you do? Mm-hmm. You know, my mom uh, is a lover of people of all people. She's just a, she's just a huge lover of her family. But my mom suffers from uh, manic depression. She's bipolar, schizophrenic. She has had seven shock treatments, which in most states is illegal. And, you know, if you can imagine being 10, you know, there's a movie that's an old movie, Mm -hmm. our age, right? Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm with Jack Nicholson, if you've ever seen that movie, you'll see you can. there's an image of people shuffling down the hall like zombies and drooling. I've seen my mom like that, broken. I remember being uh, in the psychiatrist's office. My sister was eight. And this damn psychiatrist tells my sister, you know, you know, you have a 70% chance that you are going to end up like your mom.
0: (laughs) She's eight and you were
1: 10. So from the time I was 10, really, it's been this quest, this journey to understand, to understand my mom, to understand the disease, and to put myself in a place, because it's biochemistry, Mm -hmm. it's biochemistry, how to avoid what she went through, and not be a label, and to love her unconditionally.
0: (sighs) Wow. Powerful. What did you learn from this that can change somebody's life?
1: We all have problems. The most successful people, <clears throat> the entrepreneurs, you mm-hmm. know, Smilly and you and I've met, you know, they see you, me, yeah. they see Richard Branson. All of us mm-hmm. are suffering in our own way. But that's a choice. And when we open up our heart, Mm -hmm. we can open up our mind. We can go make a difference. And a lot of people do. A lot of people let that baggage stop them. If I were to say, what did I learn? Don't let it stop you. I had a choice. Mm -hmm. For me, it's been, how do I go out? and make a difference, how do I connect with someone that might be struggling? How do I help them reach their full potential? And I start with me, Mm -hmm. right, (laughs) It's lead by example. So I've invested lots of time and money Mm -hmm. like like you and a lot of others have in our own development, our own Mm -hmm. growth that we see ourselves as a good investment that we bridge the gap, we connect the dots, we see the blind spots, get help to see the blind mm-hmm. spots. And then we get this experience, like this incredible experience mm-hmm. you have of building your companies. The experience I've been blessed to have in building these amazing companies and all these people we've been able to influence over the years. Mm-hmm. To then be able to share that wisdom as a gift. It's a responsibility, mm-hmm. right? It's a responsibility. and So like the biggest thing I would say is You know, if you're struggling right now, wherever you're at, you could be immensely, you could be running a billion dollar company, you could be running a small, you could be struggling.
0: And suffering.
1: And suffering. And the key is, is reach out and ask for help. Mm. Reach out. There's people out there who want to help you.
0: Especially we men, we don't want to open up and be be vulnerable.
1: I didn't expect to get vulnerable like this on your show, (laughs) truth be told.
0: You cannot plan things like that. No. You know. Some beliefs that you had, maybe some limited beliefs that you had from your childhood and that you had to overcome.
1: Money. Money. Big one, money. Scarcity. Tied to mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Lack of it. I mean, I can't tell you how many thousands of times a week I heard, we can't afford it, we can't mm-hmm. afford it, we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. I was very fortunate, though, Smillion. Mm-hmm. Around this time, when I was 10, my dad introduced me to personal development. What a guess. When you were 10. 10. I attended my first Hmm. seminar event when I was 10 years old with my dad. It was a baseball clinic. Okay. My dad was a coach, Mm -hmm. and it was really geared for coaches. It was a seminar clinic for coaches. But he took me, and I was so grateful that he took me because I ended up in. I, I can still remember the binder that they gave out from all those years ago. I can remember the page that had the biggest impact. And there was a lot of tactics and drills, but the thing that stood out was a strategy. And at the top of the page, said PMA, Positive Mental Attitude. And then the first paragraph read something like this, in baseball, sports, and life, it's 90% mental and the rest physical. Choose wisely.
0: It's the same almost in business.
1: Same in business. I was so grateful. I I didn't recognize it, of course, then when I was a 10 year old, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. But I was so grateful that he introduced me. My dad then started learning from other experts while he was trying to build businesses. So I'd see things and read them. Uh, He introduced me to uh, development in sports. Like my mission, my drive as a kid was to play pro baseball, to get my family out of that scenario. And I thought that really was going to be my way out. So I was a student of the game. My dad got me a book. I'll never forget. It was about Ted Williams, The uh, mm-hmm. so, the Science of Hitting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The Science of Hitting. And in that book, it talked about the psychology, it talked about behavior, it talked about the mental game, mostly, and all the pieces that go in. And it did get into some of the drills with baseball, but the thing I took that mm-hmm. I live with today are the psychology and the strategy. Then my dad introduced me to this great book when I was 16 years old called Mentally Tough by Dr. James Lohr, right, how to apply mm-hmm. sports psychology to business to business my dad got me that as a gift at 16 i devoured it my dad had introduced me to a lot of biography now the biographies i loved to read as a kid as -hmm. you might guess by now sports baseball you know pete rose who's you know arguably one of the greatest persistent hitters Mm -hmm. you know he's got a bad reputation for some other reasons Mm -hmm. but the intensity i got to learn about mickey mantle i got to learn about willie mays and again, the thing I take today that I remember from those, the mindset, mm-hmm. the psychology of winning, mm-hmm. being a champion, what that takes, how to stay focused even mm-hmm. when, you know, it's easy to be a sunny day kind of person when things are sunny, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: But it's not easy when it's <laughs> raining, you've got a tornado. Down. So how do you maintain that? How do certain, why is it certain people can go out and get amazing success mm-hmm. and others kind of struggle to get by, mm-hmm. what's the difference? The biggest difference. Mindset. Right here.
0: Mindset. we covered so many topics. <laughs> we covered so many. You will figure the business uh, part out. Don't worry. I think that we will have another show.
1: <laughs> we should do another <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. Well, I'm going to fly mean... you to Phoenix, and then we'll do another show. <laughs> and the whole crew. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> okay. Any other book that you would recommend?
1: Oh, uh, number one book I'd recommend outside the Bible is, is Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow think Rich. Think and Grow Rich. What I
0: about from the business point of view?
1: Business point of view. So there are many. I would say the book that had the biggest influence on me is a book called The E-Myth mm-hmm. by Michael Gerber. I read that when I was yeah, in my early, early 20s. 20s yeah. And uh, it was still the main psychology out of that book yeah. is, you know, f- uh, build great systems yeah. and, work and hire it. great people yeah. to run those systems. Yeah. And for me, my life has been devoted to mm-hmm. building sales and marketing systems yeah. that grow yeah. and scale the company.
0: Wow. I have one last question, which I call power message or last message. Just pretend that you only have five seconds to live. You were already at <laughs> that point one time in your life. And what would be the last message that you would send to your kids or say or tell them that would inspire them, keep them up?
1: Wow. I would, say, nice. I would say that the, the message would be the message my dad has shared with me. If you take the same focus, and passion as whatever it is that you love and put it into a business role, you can be immensely successful. That would be one. When I was 10, from the time I was 10, because Mm -hmm. my dream was to play pro baseball, my dad always said, if you'll take that same Mm -hmm. focus and drive and passion that you're applying in sports to anything else, you'll be immensely successful. Mm -hmm. Number two message would be the Disney quote, which is they can steal your ideas You can run across some failures, but they can never steal your magic.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You have magic. All of us have magic. We have a genius, Mm -hmm. a superpower, the things we're gifted to do, the thing we're meant to do, the thing we're called Mm -hmm. to do. There's nothing worse than wasted talent. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that when setbacks come, and they will. When you have failures, they will. When people try to knock you down, and they will. Mm And when people try to steal your direct ideas, and they Mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. The reality is they can't steal that magic unless you let them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That would be another. And then the third would be live with values. And in our family, Mm -hmm. it would be the champion values. Mm -hmm.
0: Great. I can see that your dad was your best mentor, probably, even though he was not successful.
1: He was successful in other ways, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. He was successful at raising them. Thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to have you on my show. So, guys, what about now? Find your magic, stay focused, be passionate, and everything can happen for you in your life. See you in the next show. Resources from this interview are available online. Visit www.warriorfamily.com and download the free book, Lessons from Millionaires, with all the resources mentioned in the interview. If you want to be a warrior who has it all, visit www.warriorfamily.com and download my ebooks for free. Learn all about warrior productivity, habits, mindset, marketing and sales strategies, confidence boosters and many other things. I promise that you won't be disappointed. More valuable content is waiting for you on my social media profiles. Instagram Smiljan Mori, YouTube and Facebook Smiljan Mori, Warrior Family, Twitter Smiljan Mori and LinkedIn Smiljan Mori.